I'm a plug, working a drug hub out in H-Town hey. hey, what up? You my little love bug, you with gates now Penetrate, wow. while I grip a waist, push your face down Concentrate, yeah. boom, it's that bass, making gray sounds Got a graveyard up under my belt, more murders than New Mexico Dirt around extension, mini glizzy, and I'm certain I'm home. hoping wrecking the cartel, I got control in this bitch I'm still a book you for a show and get you showed in this bitch Red when a done daughter, bitch, we Puerto Rico gangland A hundred bricks ain't nothing, I push the button and make the What's up, what's up, what's good with it, everybody? We are back again for another episode of Pick and Roll Podcast. It's been a little while, man. We know. We've been a little absent. Sam, what's up? What's good, world? We are back for another episode, and it's been a lot of stuff that's going on since, I guess, the last time we've been able to reach out to our fans, man. And uh, one of the most recent things, or I guess biggest things to happen since the last time we talked is my Cowboys were undefeated the last time we had, you know, the <laughs> podcast. Whole and, bunch of people oh man, yeah, I was riding high on my boys, and we've lost three in a row. We start off the season three and zero. We double back by losing three in a row. Which, I mean, it, what more of a cowboy thing could happen than that? That sounds just like the Cowboys. So, I guess to start things off, man, let's go ahead and get it out the way early. Should the Cowboys be in panic mode? How do, how do you feel about this? Do you think that they should be in panic mode? Um, nah, I don't think y'all should be in panic mode. Um, yeah, I don't think y'all should be in panic mode because I think that y'all was just didn't play that many good teams early and it looked like Dak was going to be something that he's really not. So I just think that once y'all get back to feet and Zeke the ball, I think everything will be fine. Didn't y'all start last season something like this, three and three? Or last year we started two and five, ended the season. Oh. We started two and five and ended the season ten and six. So we only lost one more over that next span of games. So it's not like you said. It's not time to panic just yet. It's still early. A lot of it does have to do with the fact that early on we weren't playing teams that were up to our standards as far as being as talented as we were. So, like you said, Dak looked unbelievable. He had the highest quarterback rating that you can have in the game. So, that just goes to show what type of stuff he was on. But even outside of that, man, I think the biggest problem with this Cowboys team is not the players. It's the sideline. The, it's <laughs> watching this Cowboy team the last few weeks – it's clear that this Cowboy team does not know its identity. And that comes from the coaching staff. I think with Keller Moore being new, he's playing with a lot of stuff. And this is a Cowboys team that's ready to go. Like, they have they have a roster that is set up to compete for a Super Bowl. So this is not the time for you to be trying to figure out what you want to do. Granted, he was on this Cowboys team last year, so he knows what this Cowboys team has. But he seems like, for some reason, he wants to try to ride that. And like you said, this got to get back to feeding Zeke. This whole roster is built upon feeding Zeke. That's not to say that Dak isn't a good quarterback because Dak is. He's a good quarterback, but Dak is more of a game manager. He's a guy that you don't want to go out there and have to win you the ball game. You want 
you want it to come down to, you know, Zeke being able to do what he does. And then if need be, that can come down and, you know, make a few plays happen down the stretch. But this isn't a guy that you want to lean on for the entire game. That's just not the type of quarterback that he is. I think that he's a lot like Jared Goff in that aspect as far as they're, yeah, they're, they're pretty decent talents. They're not top 10 quarterbacks, but they're not trash either. They need a very successful running game, and then they can do some things for you. Yes, most definitely. And another thing with this Cowboys team is it's the injuries, man. There's, there have been a lot of injuries. Now, a lot of people who may not follow the Cowboys – um, Tyron Smith, he's Pro Bowl lineman. He's been the best lineman on that team for the last few years. Two years ago, Tyron Smith went down with an injury, and the Cowboys couldn't pass the ball to save their lives. It, the guy that came in to fill in for him, his name was Cameron Fleming. And we were playing, I'll never forget, we are playing against the Atlanta Falcons, the game that Tyron Smith went down. And the Atlanta Falcons recorded a franchise record in sacks that game, all coming from Cameron Fleming. Cowboys are now in the same situation where Tyron Smith has not played the last two games. He went down in the Saints game, I believe, and hasn't played since then. And we've seen Cameron Fleming struggle once again. It's not only that. It's they the same also, guy? Same exact guy. The same guy that, hit, that was filling in for Tyron Smith is still filling in for Tyron Smith, which I don't understand. I don't understand why this guy has a job to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> but outside of that, the Cowboys also lost Lyle Collins, which is another big-time guy. They just drafted him two years ago. Lyle Collins stepped up tremendously. He's making strides in being the guy that he was supposed to be. A lot of people uh, who follow football or follow NFL should know that that Lyle Collins was projected to be one of the first linemen taken in the draft, but he had some stuff going on with uh, him being connected to what they thought was a murder, which he had absolutely nothing to do with, but that helped his draft stock drop. So the Cowboys got a steal. So this is a guy that's first-round talent. The Cowboys got later in the, in the draft, and now he's hurt. So you've got two key linemen that are, da- <laughs> that are down. Two fill-ins, and this team is built upon their offensive line. If their offensive line doesn't click, they don't click. That's why last week you saw the Cowboys, they went back to feeding Zeke. Zeke had over 100 yards. He also had a touchdown, but he was not able to do all of the things that he's normally able to do just because these guys were missing key blocks. They were pulling, and uh, you could see like a lot of stuff that was going on where they were Teams were – they knew exactly where the Cowboys wanted to run. They knew where the Cowboys' strength was because of the injuries, and that's what they clogged. And that – Cowboys have to look into that. Not only that, <laughs> Amari Cooper is also injured. He played, like, maybe one series last game because of his quad and didn't come back into the game, and Randall Cobb didn't even suit up. So th- there's a lot of injuries that are going on with this Cowboy team. They also just lost – uh, Tyrone Crawford, which is a starting defensive end for the season. He went down for the season. So now um, they do have some depth at the defensive line, so that's not really an issue. But there are injuries all across this roster. And this is um, a very pivotal week for the Cowboys because they've got Philly coming up. Cowboys are still number one in division. They're tied for number one in the uh, division. No, yeah, tied for number one in the division. Um 
And actually, they're ahead of the division. I don't think Philly's played the Giants yet. So they're number one in the division. But this is a game to where if the Cowboys lose this game, they've dropped four in a row, and now they're no longer ahead of the division. So now they got to play catch-up. So this is a a very pivotal moment for them. I would like to see them, like you said, go back to feet and Zeke because this week, yeah, the Eagles don't have that great of a secondary, but this isn't a week where you want to go out there and try to uh, – have Dak pass the ball a lot. Dak probably took more more shots last game as far as hits, quarterback hits, than he's taken in a while. And they may not have been sacks, but those hits start to take a toll on a quarterback's body, and that's not something that you want to put him in a position to have to endure. You want him to be able to turn around, hand the ball off to Zeke, and manage the game. But, yeah, I don't necessarily think it's time to panic for them either. It's a long season. You're only six games in. So, excuse me. I think the Cowboys will be fine as long as they get their identity together. Um, Actually, I feel like it's kind of a, a, a blessing in disguise, really. As badly as I wanted my Cowboys to be successful, um, I don't want my Cowboys to win the Super Bowl this year. Because if that happens, then Jason Garrett's likely going to re-sign. And that's the last thing that you totally. want as a Cowboy fan. So you that fed up with Jason Garrett that you I be, need him out of here. You'll be willing to forfeit a Super Bowl chance just to get his ass out of there. <laughs> Bro, listen, listen, listen. As badly as I want to end all of that talk, y'all ain't won a Super Bowl since you was three or four. Like, I hate that talk. But even more than that, I can endure that. That doesn't hurt me. I, that's not something that's difficult for me to endure. But What's as far year, as huh? – exactly, exactly. <laughs> and there's also been a lot of speculation that if Jason Garrett does get fired we go, or they decide Riley. to part ways, they're, yes, that's what they're pushing for. They're pushing for Lincoln Riley. And I don't even know if that's going to be something that's going to happen. But I would love to have a Lincoln Riley. Somebody that's got an offensive mind like Lincoln Riley, that's exactly what this Cowboy team needs, seeing as – their strength is their offense. But I don't know, man. I I wouldn't be against firing Jason Garrett it, like throughout this season and having uh our defensive coordinator, Chris Richards, actually be the interim head coach. That way we can still pay, play for a Super Bowl. And then next year you add, you bring in an actual head coach. But as far as Jason Garrett is concerned, I feel like it's a sticky situation with Dallas because if you do go to the Super Bowl, whether you win or lose, if you come out of the NFC, that's a resume builder for that guy. He can go take that into Jerry Jones like, hey, I just needed me a new offensive coordinator, and now you see what we've done. So I, I don't I don't know, man. It's, it's iffy. But, yeah, I guess just to get back to things, no, they shouldn't be in panic mode. But let's uh, let's talk about another team, man. It's, there's been a lot of talk about the Cowboys, but there's been a lot of teams struggling. Your Rams being one of them, but we're not gonna touch on that. Nah, we're gonna talk about <laughs> man. Yeah, we yeah, man. <laughs> we're not gonna touch on that. But let's talk about another team that a lot of people aren't really talking about. The Chiefs. This is a team that's supposed to be. Uh, one of the best teams in the AFC. They've dropped what two in a row or three in a row? Two in a row. Two in a row and struggled in the game before that. And they've even got Tyreek Hill back now, so they don't really have much of an excuse. Um, what what's going on there? Like, are they in trouble? Do you think the Chiefs are in trouble? No, I don't think they're in trouble. I just think that um, I mean, the defense is getting back to its old ways for one, 
giving up a bunch of easy, easy plays. But I mean, I wouldn't panic if I was them. You still got uh, Patrick Mahomes over there. You still got all kinds of weapons. Um, the NFL season's a long season, so I mean, last year they didn't have too many blunders. But I mean, in a, it in didn't a, really matter. Yeah, in the regular season, I mean, in a normal M- NFL season, you're going to have some hiccups along the way. That's a fact. So, I mean, I wouldn't panic too much. That Colts loss was uh, – <laughs> but, I mean, like I said, it's, the NFL season's a long season. If you put too much stock into one game, then you could end up dropping a couple extra ones. Looking yeah, that, So, I mean, I, I wouldn't panic if I was them, not just yet. Yeah, I agree. I don't think that they're in, uh, I guess, a situation where they should be worried um, they're just getting Tyreek Hill back so they can get him back into things. And he had a pretty decent – well, I, more than a decent – he had a, a good game last game. But uh, also with that, you've got to figure out how he coincides with the other guys that they've added. And they've got to get uh, more from their run game. And like you said, their defense, that's been their biggest issue. They have they continue to give up plays that they shouldn't. If I was the Chiefs, I would have made a play at going to get Jalen Ramsey. Facts. Simple as that. We you, talked you about got that to. in the episode. We thought that that yeah. was one of the prime destination. All over that. I mean, I felt like that would have been the smartest move to make. Like, I mean, you throw all your chips in. You this is a you've got a, a MVP quarterback. You've got Tyreek Hill and a wide receiver that you know is going to be able to give you what you want. You've got Sammy Watkins. You've got a lot of guys. I would say outside of Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. Everything is free. Get like everything is on the trade block as far as Jalen Ramsey is concerned. That's a guy that you can bring in. You can throw him a guy like uh, Sammy Watkins when you got Miko uh, Hartman that you just brought in and some other guys. Like you've got some some guys that can fill in that Sammy Watkins role. Not to even uh, mention that he hasn't been a focal point of that offense in a long time. So that's a guy that you're willing to give up. And I'm pretty sure Jacksonville will take a guy like a Sammy Watkins in a heartbeat because they've been missing that number one receiver for a while. Everything just seemed to happen, seemed to go downhill last year when Marquise Hill got – Marquise Hill. The <laughs> damn USC players, man. Marquise mm. Lee went down uh, for the season. It seemed like they couldn't find the production that they needed at a wideout, and I felt like if you bring in a guy like Sammy Watkins, that helps out with your Marquise Lees and your D.D. Westbrooks and all of that. And I don't know. like I, I feel like that would have been the prime move to make, but since they didn't, I feel like we're going to see a repeat of last year, man. I feel like we're going to see an explosive offense that's going to have to outscore everybody that they play because they can't get stops in pivotal moments. And I'm looking at this box score now from Sunday. Lord. Mahomes was on the 19th. <laughs> struggled. Struggled. Goodness. He was on a struggle bus. And, I don't think um, I've ever seen Mahomes struggle like that throughout his career. They had 11 carries for 53 yards rushing. Exactly. Goodness. M- McCoy, oh, man. He's a shell. <laughs> but they are missing, uh, uh, what's cause his name? Kareem Hunt. They're definitely missing Kareem Hunt. The, yeah, they are. And I understand your move and letting him go, but I mean, now you're struggling. Like, you don't really have much of a run game. And Kareem Hunt gets to come back in a couple of weeks to uh to Cleveland. So, I mean, it, it's definitely a step back from last year. When you don't have a guy that you can just turn around and lean on, 
now everybody's going to key on Mahomes. So it's going to be more difficult. Obviously, Mahomes is a great quarterback. He's a guy that can make throws that a lot of other quarterbacks can't. But why make it more difficult on him? I don't think that you should. And Because he threw 50 touchdowns last year. So everybody thinking that's, that's the, norm. the norm. No, it's not. That's not at all. Been, that's why it's only been done, what, two other times? Yeah. In NFL history. Nobody's thrown for 50 touchdowns a year. I mean, I, I, it's cool he did it in his first season as a starter, but come on now. You can't count on that. Yeah, that's that's not something that I feel like <laughs> is is uh, telling about uh, who he's going to become. Obviously, he's going to be a great quarterback. I think that he's got a lot of great football to, ahead of him to play, but that doesn't mean that you can look forward to him throwing for 50 touchdowns every year or every other year or anything like that. Like, it, like we said, with – with you not having Kareem Hunt, that's already pressure on Mahomes. Then you throw in the fact that he doesn't have a defense that he can lean on. That's even more pressure. So now when he has games like last week, you you lose. It's going to happen. If Mahomes has a bad game, you can pretty much chalk it up as a loss because they don't have a run game and they don't have a defense. Those are the two things that can combat bad quarterback performances. But if you don't have I mean, we see we see exactly what's going to happen. So I don't know it's time for them to panic just yet, but they've got to look in the mirror right now and figure out what, what when are we going to take the step that we need in order for us to be in a, in a Super Bowl. Not in the Super Bowl conversation, in the Super Bowl. Because last year you did everything but. So you can't take a step back. I just... Yeah, I think... Go ahead. I think last year was just one of those years where they just got extremely lucky with timing and everything and they were able to go as deep as they were because teams not going that far with a defense that bad fact normally and a lot of it had to do with no film on Mahomes and nothing like right. that and it was just perfect timing and yeah. they took full advantage of it well they almost took full advantage of it well i mean i guess they did cuz they didn't touch the ball in overtime so i mean they basically were a coin toss away from going to the Super Bowl, really. Yeah, I would agree. So, I mean, I feel like they maximized it last year, but I don't know. I don't want to say that they won't, but I'm not sure that we see the, the Chiefs reach that level again as far as – I don't. I mean, at least I don't think this year is going to be the year, not with the way that backfield is looking and, and that defense, but it is still really early. So, Yeah, if they do make that run like they did last year, it's going to have to be some, some changes because – like you said, I, I don't see them right now making it, but even if they do, they can't compete with the Patriots with the way the Patriots have been looking. That Patriots defense is stingy, so you can count on them getting some stops here and there. If they get some stops, a couple of stops, that's all they need because your defense ain't going to stop them. So the way nope. that that defense is looking this year, they create a couple of turnovers or anything as far as three and outs or anything to get them some momentum. Their offense is going to go right down the field and score, and now you playing from behind already. Like, that's just not – and that's not even the only team that you got to worry about over there. Like, I, I feel like with the way that they're playing right now, they're vulnerable to a lot of teams in the AFC. But we'll, we'll – I don't know. I guess we'll see what's to come with the Chiefs. But let's switch gears and talk about the NFC a little bit, man. Last time we had this discussion, there was a few undefeated teams, and the 49ers were one of them have the uh, podcast going on today, and they are still one of the only undefeated teams in the NFL. Um, coming off a big win against the Rams, 
Are the 49ers the best team in the NFC? Because as far as I'm looking, they appear to be that, but I don't want to get too far too ahead of myself because of the teams that are under them. You look at teams like the Saints, which we talked about them last time and we talked about how they were probably going to split with Teddy Bridgewater. They haven't lost a game with Teddy because that defense has stepped up and Teddy's been just as good as he needs to be in order for them to be successful. So that's a team you got to worry about, especially with Drew Brees coming back soon. And there are a lot of teams in the NFC, I feel like, that could give them a run for their money. But overall, do you think that they're the best team in the NFC? I think they're playing the best football right now. So, I mean, I guess the answer would be yeah. But as far as them being a favorite, I'm not willing to go that far yet just because it's so early. And some of these other teams have been in the position. Um, I'm not sure that they would be able to beat a Saints team in the playoffs. I'm not sure that they would be able to beat, like, a a Vikings team in the playoffs just for the simple fact of uh, experience. But, I mean, sometimes experience don't mean nothing, so. I mean, I, I guess it's possible. I don't think that they would be – I don't think they're going to come out of the NFC. I think they have a, a legit shot. I think they may end up even having home field advantage. But I think somebody would knock them off before they came out the NFC. That's me personally. I think I think the 49ers have the defense to play with anybody in the league. Their defense is just that good. But on the flip side, you've got a lot of inexperience. So – to me, I feel like they are the best team in the NFC, but I don't know how long they're going to be able to hold that title for the simple fact that, like you said, they there are some guys in the NFC who I feel like are experienced enough to give them some fits. You look at somebody like the Packers who only have one loss. Granted, there were some controversial uh, losses or wins that they have, should I say, that they probably shouldn't have had, but nevertheless, they're sitting at 5-1. and one. You get to the playoffs, everybody knows how Aaron Rodgers acts. He's not a guy that's going to shy away from that light at all. You also got a guy in Russell Wilson who's in the same division as the 49ers who's sitting at 5-1 and one right now. And he is – I don't understand why he's not getting the credit that he deserves, but he's playing MVP-level football. Russell Wilson is showing that he's worth every penny that they signed him for. And – that's somebody that they're going to have to see uh, twice in order for them to show that they really are worthy. And like you said, the 49 or not 49ers, the Vikings sitting at four and two, the Saints sitting at five and one. And with Drew Brees coming back, this is a team that, I mean, we got to think, man, the Saints were a couple of plays removed from being in the Super Bowl last year. So this is a team that also got a chip on their shoulder that's like, look, we might not have got there last year because of some bullshit, but I bet we won't have that blunder again. We back again, and we back to show y'all that we are deserving of being in that conversation. And it wouldn't surprise me not one bit if the Saints went to the championship this year or the Super Bowl this year. So the 49ers definitely have some steep competition. But as far as that defense is concerned, goodness gracious, they're playing ball. They are playing ball. You got a guy in Nick Bosa who's showing that he's definitely – He's definitely worth their draft pick that they took. Richard Sherman isn't really taking a step back, and their linebacking core is also looking good. So this is a team that can see, but I think that it's a little steep when you look at the offensive side and the inexperience that they have there. Uh, Jimmy G, I like I like him a lot. 
But in the playoffs, he's gonna see some stuff that he's probably never seen before. And I I don't know. I don't know if he's capable of carrying these guys past defenses like the Saints. Even or, the Bears uh, or the Cowboys or the Rams. Like the NFC is so loaded. It's hard to call it. A is. It's hard to call the favorite. It is. See, I'm sorry. All it takes is a couple of weeks to shift everything. Yeah. Like it's I mean, as simple as that. And I don't know. I like the 49ers a lot. I like everything I'm seeing out of them. But like you said, it's a little early. So I don't think that we can necessarily crown them the best team in the NFC just yet. Um, I guess something, a quick little tangent. I haven't, uh, I don't think I uh, discussed this with you. I don't think I sent you this as one of the topics, but I did want to throw this in here. Um, As I said, Russell Wilson has been playing at an MVP level. Um, but there have been some other guys who have also opened up some eyes, and one of those guys being Christian McCaffrey. Um, where do you think he ranks amongst the backs in the NFL? Because I've seen a lot of people say, Christian McCaffrey, the best running back in the league, oh. or Christian McCaffrey this. So I felt like we needed to touch on this. And me being who I am, uh, I'm going to take it first. No, he's not the best <laughs> running back in the NFL. We need to dead that. Um, we've said this time and time again, whether it be in regards to NFL, NBA, college football, college basketball, we have got to stop being prisoners of the moment. Yes, Christian McCaffrey is playing lights out. Yes, he's showing that he's got all of the skills that we assume that he would have. But no, Christian McCaffrey is not the best running back in the league. Most used? Yes, definitely. Not a question. Most versatile? He's definitely in a discussion. I wouldn't put him there. I personally think Saquon's more versatile than him, even though he's injured right now. But I can run off at least five running backs. I'll say about four, three or four running backs that I can say that if they're not better than him, they're he's not better than them. Basically, either they're better than him or you can make a case for them being even. I don't think you can make a case for Christian McCaffrey being better than Zeke. I don't think you can make a case for him being better than Kamar, uh, Kamara. I don't think you can make a case for him being better than um, Saquon. And a lot of people can also say that even though Le'Veon hasn't played his best level of football, Granted, that offensive line is terrible. If you put him in a situation that Christian McCaffrey is in or in the offense that Christian McCaffrey is in, who's to say that Le'Veon wouldn't be just as effective as he is? But I think personally right now, obviously, I'm putting C-Mac over uh, Le'Veon. But like I said, those are three backs, Zeke, Kamara, Saquon. I'm taking those are three guys four. that I feel like I'm taking, all I'm taking over C-Mac. Me too. I am too. And, of course – So it's definitely hands down I four running backs better than Christian McCaffrey, which makes him still mm-hmm. top five, which is very good. That's yeah, that's that's but, great. I mean, you know, is he playing the best this year? Yes. But each one Fact. of those guys that we didn't name didn't already had a season that Christian McCaffrey's having right now. Exactly. Like they've already had a breakout year. Like just because a guy breaking out this season don't make him the best. Because if, if Zeke That's, had the exact same numbers right now, we wouldn't even be paying him no damn mind because we already know exactly. who Zeke is and what, what he's he capable does. of. So, right. Like, you can't hold that against guys because they broke out already. Like, come on now. Nah, mm-hmm. he's, not, he's not the best. He's playing the best football, 
he got the best numbers, but he's not the best. You, any sane football player, I mean, football coach or football fan would take each one of those four guys over Christian McCaffrey in a fantasy draft, and you had to take a running back. If all five That's of those a guys is available, you're not taking Christian He's going to be the last yeah, one like, take. You're not taking and that's not that's not to slight him at all because like you said, a top five running back, that's great. That's that's great company with those other guys, but he's just not quite there with those other guys yet, I don't believe. So yeah, I, I would agree with that as well. But I just felt like we needed to touch on that because I have been seeing a whole bunch of uh Christian McCaffrey best in the league talk. So I felt like we needed to uh touch on that. But uh before we get off of NFL, man. I hate to have this talk because I was so high on this, man. I really was. I was such a fan of Jameis Winston. You can go back and look at old tweets, old posts, all of that. Jameis, I remember watching Jameis when he was in high school. I watched him do a skills competition where he did not miss a throw. I'm talking 40-yard bombs, 50-yard bombs where you got to throw it into a net. He hit every single one. And from that moment on, I remember telling Sam, I'm like, bro, this quarterback coming into Florida State is special. Like, he's going to be a beast. And he sat behind uh, EJ Manuel, and they ended up coming in, winning a Heisman, winning the championship. So, obviously, everybody was riding high off of him. Came in the NFL, and everybody expected him to come in and thrive. But, huh. I don't know if the stat still remains. I'm sure it does, especially after last week. He had five picks last week. He's thrown more interceptions than touchdowns, and that was not what I expected out of him. So I, uh, he's in his last year of his contract. You think it's a wrap for him? You think? Do you think that the Bucks move on from him? Do you think he has a job next year? Uh, I think he'll have a job, but it won't be the starting quarterback for the – Tampa Bay Buccaneers, or maybe they they resign him and they draft a guy and they keep him for and let him start for a couple of weeks just to get they that player guys ready. But yeah, they're they're moving on from Jameis. It's a long overdue. I know Sauce doesn't like hearing this, but I've been <laughs> saying it since last year or two years ago. Like I've been telling people, Jameis is just not it. I don't. I was a fan of Jameis too when he was coming out. By the time he came out, I was a Jameis fan. But I mean, it's like, bro, what's going on? He he can't see. I'm telling you, he need contact. <laughs> he need contact. I don't know what it is, bro. I I don't know what it is, but he's not the same guy that I saw back then. Granted, NFL brings out different sides. Like you see, it brings out that the real dogs. Like if you're really a good quarterback, the NFL gonna show whether you are or not. But I don't think Jameis is as bad as he looks. Like, he can't be. I just find it very hard to believe that somebody with his skill set is this bad in the NFL. And I, I, oh, it, it makes my head hurt when I watch him because I'm like, damn, Jameis, like, you, he makes some really good plays. But then he makes, for every good play he makes, he makes two stupid-ass plays. Mm, he like, some shit. Man, I don't understand what it is. I've seen quarterbacks with confidence that make some risky throws, but I've never seen quarterbacks throw the way that he throws. And you can't uh, attribute that to um, 
confidence in your arm or anything. Because yeah, he ain't got nothing to be confident about. Right. <laughs> he, he, he hasn't shown that he can make these plays, but he time and time again keeps trying. I saw, I think it was last week, uh, that was on a goal line, on a fucking goal line, and he uh, throws it up to Mike Evans with four niggas around him. And Mike Evans is looking like, oh, he really threw that to me? <laughs> And the nigga uh, from the fucking Panthers went up and snatched it out the air like, oh, I know he ain't throwing that. Like, if that dude wouldn't have picked it, the other dude would would have picked it. If that dude wouldn't have picked it, the other dude would have picked it. Like, it's four niggas around him, and you still try to make that pass. Like, even if by some chance Mike Evans does come down with that, niggas not going to be saying, good pass, James. They'll be like, oh, that's a hell of a catch. I don't know how he came down with that. Bell out. Bell out. Exactly. Like, that shit is fucking terrible. So, I don't think James is the starting quarterback next year. If he is, then the Bucks are pretty much telling me that they are content with being some shit. Yeah, because um, they should have drafted a quarterback this year. Somebody, That's a fact. Like, put some pressure on that guy. Like, what is going on? I don't know what's going on with Jameis. And shit, uh, what's the name that got benched too? Mario. Who? Oh, did he? Yes, sir. I seen it today. He ain't starting this week. Wow. <laughs> they started uh, <laughs> Tannehill. <laughs> but what is going on with these quarterbacks lately? It seemed no like that. That shit crazy. It seemed like that. That's happening though. Like it's happening with them. It happened with Andrew Luck and RG three. Like Andrew Luck showed that he can play ball, but he he to me showed that he's more of a game manager. He didn't show that he's the guy that can go out and win the games and. Granted, he's not in the NFL anymore, but even with that being said, it's like these guys that are being drafted so high are the guys that are not showing that they're good. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I mean, you see you guys like Carson Wentz and Jared Goff, um, I guess, uh, being remotely successful. But it's hard to even say that about Carson Wentz, seeing as he hasn't played a full season yet. And Jared Goff went to the Super Bowl, but outside of that, I don't think that you can really crown him as being mm-hmm. uh, a top two worthy pick. So, no. I mean, I don't know what's going on with these high-drafted quarterbacks that people are completely missing on by for some strange reason. But, yeah, man, if I'm the if I'm Tampa Bay, I'm taking for Tua. If you don't get Tua, there are so many other quarterbacks in this one. This is the this is the year where you draft a quarterback. If you need a quarterback, or if you're unsure about your quarterback. Fuck it. Draft one of these young guys from Jake Fromm to uh, which one call it? Is which one call it got to stay another year? Uh, Clemson, yeah, Sunsh- sunshine. I think so, yeah, he only yeah. sophomore. Yeah, he got to stay another year. So you got guys like Tua, Jake Fromm. It's uh, what's the dude from Oregon? Um, uh, I can't remember his name <laughs> right now, but dude from dude from Oregon. Like you got some quarterbacks that's coming out this year that show that they can really uh play ball so if you I feel like if you're a guy that needs a quarterback or a team that needs a quarterback this is your year and Tampa Bay is definitely one of those teams if for some strange reason they don't uh, I mean hey it is what it is but yeah I I I don't expect to see Jameis as a starting quarterback next year if he is I think that it's going to be because he's in a situation where the team doesn't have any other quarterback or somebody gets injured and they'll like I don't know that that's the only possible way I can see it happening. But yeah, I think that it's a wrap for Jameis, man. Me too. 
Me too. I think he'd be a solid backup. He's a guy that you can turn and lean on if something happens to your quarterback. But he's not a guy that I want to put all put all of my trust into. He's not a guy that I'm going to look at and be like, he can go win me a Super Bowl. He's good enough to be my quarterback if we're going to win a Super Bowl. I just don't think that Jameis is he, – he, he doesn't have that, man. It's so crazy because he's so good, but he is so bad at the same time. Like, he literally – not this past week, but the week before that, he put up crazy numbers against, against y'all. Right, matter of fact, against yeah, us. against y'all, that, he went that stupid. Was, that was the football gods telling me stop talking shit about Jameis. <laughs> he put up fifty on us. He went crazy, and then he turns around this week and throws and picks. looks crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's just, I don't know, man. He's so good, but he's so bad. So. Yeah, man, I think it's a wrap for Jameis. But let's touch on some uh let's touch on some college football. There's been some interesting stuff going on there too, man. Um we just had probably uh one of the first uh very competitive games or uh highly anticipated games that we had seen in a long time. Uh that was LSU and Florida. Um LSU came out on top. They seemed to pretty much have that game in control for most of the game and uh because of that They've they've got some uh they've got a pretty solid resume as far as who they've beaten and uh I guess what the the strength of schedule has been and it that led them to jump all the way to number two so that jumped them in front of Clemson that jumped them in front of Ohio State and uh, Georgia took an L last week so that also helped them out uh, also jumped Oklahoma so um, do you think that LSU is really the second best team in the nation? Mm, not really. Um, I mean, that ain't a not really for me. It's a flat out no. I, I know that they beat Florida and I know they beat Texas, but both of those teams are like, are they back? Like, do we, no, that's, that's ex- we exactly. Are we really exactly. sure that Texas and Florida are both top ten teams? I mean, I know they are right now, but how many times have we seen the team be a top ten team in October? not even be ranked in December. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not really sure. I'm not saying that they're not. They Texas, Texas and Florida, they might be the real deal. Maybe they are. But as of right now, I'm not sure that we can really come to that conclusion. So I'm not really all that – I mean, I'm not opposed to it, I guess, because it really don't matter right now anyway. Yeah, it but, doesn't because I mean, they got a lot of football to look forward to and some tough games. But do I – personally think that they're the second best team in the country no i do not yeah i i don't either and reason being is for exactly what you said yes they beat two high-ranked opponents but those two opponents are not teams that we're looking at like oh they just beat a tough ass squad like obviously if you're an lsu fan that's how you're gonna look at it we just beat it we beat an undefeated florida team shit that was ranked in the top 10 and we beat texas too Okay, for those who are thinking like that, I'm going to go ahead and break it down for y'all. You beat a Texas team who has showed you the same thing that they've showed you year in and year out. They can't stop anybody if their life depended on it. It was going to come down to the team that got that one stop and it just happened to be LSU. That's why you came out on top in that game. There's no secret that they can't stop anybody. We saw what Oklahoma did to them last week. That's what, if you're the number two team in in the nation, that's what I expected you to do to them. But they went to the wire with Texas. That's not to say that Texas isn't a good ball club, because they are. 
they they can they can play with the best of them. But even with that being said, I feel like if LSU is the best, the second best team in the nation, you have to show us that. And I haven't seen that from them. Florida game last week. This is a Florida team who we've seen year in and year out struggle offensively. That's not a different. There's not a difference in that this year. Granted, they look a lot better this year than they have in the, excuse me in the past. But they're still not a good offensive team or a great offensive team. I'll say they're solid at best. So this is an LSU team that came up against a Texas team that didn't have defense. Now you're coming up against a Florida team that barely has offense. And both of those wins, yes, they mean something, but I look at it like this. LSU's going to lose two more games at the least as far as I'm concerned. I don't think LSU beats Georgia, and I don't think LSU beats Bama. They have a chance to beat Bama, I would say, um, just because it's been so long. But I think that now that Georgia dropped one early, I don't think we see Georgia lose another one. If they do, it'll probably be in the SEC championship. They don't play but Georgia. They don't play Georgia this year? Ain't they in the same division? No, nah, I'm looking at their schedule. They got remaining. They got Mississippi State, Auburn, Alabama, Ole Miss, Arkansas, and Texas A&M. Goodness gracious. So they're in the same division as Bama, huh? Yeah, it looks like They got to be. Yeah. Okay, so that X's that out. I I don't if if they do beat Bama, they're gonna drop one of those other games. I can't see LSU running the table and going undefeated. I mean, at least from play, what I've seen thus far. They play Auburn and Alabama back to back weeks. They're gonna lose one of those. It's if they come the out on game. top they should beat Auburn. I like Bo Nix, mm-hmm. but I don't think Bo Nix got enough nah, to beat them. Nah, That's gonna be a showdown between him and Joe Burrow. Um but, yeah, it's been a lot of talk about them and, and how good of a team they are. And that's not the slight LSU because I don't want to sound like a hater. But um, I don't think LSU, not even from a bias standpoint, but LSU's not better than Ohio State. LSU's not, even with Georgia losing, I don't believe LSU is a better team than Georgia. Um, neutral site, as bad as Clemson has looked, or I guess as uh, lackadaisical or nonchalant as they have looked thus far, I think neutral site field, Clemson beats them as well. I think it's a close game, but I think Clemson wins that too. Um, but that's not to say that they're not deserving of being the number two team in the nation right now. I think that they definitely deserve to be in that conversation, seeing as their resume. They've beaten uh, – I don't – Florida was – uh, Texas wasn't a top ten team, but they've beaten two top fifteen teams. Um, they top ten now. Texas is. Yeah, they number nine. Oh no, nah, they just lost last yeah, week too. Yeah, they probably went down because I was looking at last week's scores, so they had last week's ranking. Okay, yeah. so yeah, maybe they were a top ten team. So they've beaten two top ten teams, and uh, I guess that means something when you look at it from that aspect, but. Um, I think that that is why they're deserving of being ranked number two, but I don't think that that's indicative of where they uh, stand as far as the rest of the field is concerned. I don't think that they're better than those other teams. So, and these polls um, don't mean the damn thing anyway. Nothing. Playoffs. They don't mean a thing. If they would, we've if that that lets you know how they're looking at your resume is the playoff poll. This this is just a little jank joint. This like the pretty, pretty much. This like the uh, non-conference rankings in college basketball. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. No one cares. Doesn't matter at all. So, 
uh, yeah, I mean, it's good for them for them to actually be taking a step because they are they're a lot better than they have been in the last few years. Last last a lot of years, for being honest. But uh, yeah, this is definitely I'll say the best LSU team I've seen probably within the next last five to seven years. Um, I guess we we touched on them a little bit, but uh, Clemson. They they just have not looked like the team that everybody expected them to be. I mean, they came off a championship last year. Granted, they lost some that some pieces from that defense, but still got uh, Travis Etienne, still got Trevor Lawrence, um, still got uh, 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 what's the receiver's name? Um, Jordan. Uh, you talking about the tall one? The, the tall nah. Uh uh-uh. uh. What's his name? Uh, uh, goodness gracious, Higgins, yeah, T. T. Higgins, ain't that his name? Yeah, T. Higgins, yeah, yeah, he's one of the best wide receivers in the nation. So, you've got him coming back, and like I said, Trevor Lawrence and Travis ETM. So, um, I mean, you've got the talent there, but they just don't look like who we expected them to be. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, do you think that this Clemson's Clemson team has regressed. Do you think that they're not as good as we expected them to be? What do you think is the story with that Clemson team? I think it might be a little bit of cockiness, maybe. And I, I think Dabo gonna get it in check. They looked pretty good last week against Florida State. They smacked them up forty-five to fourteen. I think they might have got it back on track. I think maybe it was just a little bit of cockiness. And I think they'd be fine. I still think they. I think that's who the second best team in the country is, Clemson. I feel like obviously you can make a case for these guys. I'm not going to say that they're not, but uh, I mean, yeah, you can make a case for that. I feel like that that's not outlandish, but I'm going to need to see a lot more out of them for me to crown them as the second best team in the nation. Um, I don't, I don't think right now that there is a second best team in the nation. I think that there are a lot of teams that can make a case for it, but I don't think that there's anybody that shown that they're head and shoulders above anybody except for Alabama. Alabama's the only team that's shown that we're better than everybody. Everybody else is kind of like at a stalemate. I feel like you can make a case for Clemson. You can make a case for LSU. You can make a case for Ohio State. You can make a case for Oklahoma. Like there are a lot of teams that are in that, second best team but nobody has really flexed their muscle and shown we are the second best team in the nation and I feel like in the weeks to come we'll see you got next week you got uh Ohio State uh squaring off with Wisconsin so that's going to tell us everything we need to know about the Buckeyes because this isn't it's not just your uh I this isn't just a garbage uh a garbage Wisconsin team I'll say it's a typical Wisconsin team with knowing exactly what you have to prepare for, but their defense is one of it's it's top notch. It's a top notch defense. So, um, we'll see just what both of those teams are made of. Uh, they've had what like two or three shutouts this year already. So that just goes to show how good they are. I want to say three shutouts. Yeah, they have three shutouts. So they they can definitely stop you. But I'm excited to see that and. Uh, saw Oklahoma last week with the game against Texas that always pretty much goes down to the wire. and They show some uh, some vulnerable points, I will say. 
So we'll see how how they fare and LSU as well. Like I said, I, I just I, I don't. Their yes, their wins are meaningful, but I don't think that they mean that much. And Clemson, Clemson probably won't be tested all year. If we're being honest, this is probably a team that's going to skate into the conf or to the uh, college football playoffs just off the strength that the ACC is god awful this year. Like it's not one team in the ACC that I'm like. Oh, they might give them a run for their money. Like I, I just can't see it. There's nobody there. So it's ugly out there. Yeah, I, I don't think that they've uh, necessarily regressed. I think it's a lot of what you said. I think it's complacency. And Dabble, he, he's going to be like, hey, everybody's doubting us now. Now they got something to play for. They have much to play for coming into the season. Coming off a championship, they mopped Bama, so they riding high. So now we get to see. We get to see them get back to, I guess, what we expected them to be. But um, Georgia, man, they lost to South Carolina. What do you think their chances are of making it back into the college football playoff? I think it's a pretty good chance. <coughs> Looking at their schedule right now, um, they got Kentucky this upcoming week. Then they got Florida. Then they got Missouri. They rank number 22 right now, so that's another ranked team. Then they go to Auburn. They rank number 11. Then they go to Tech. I mean, then they play Texas A and M. Then they go to Georgia Tech. I mean, that that I think if they went out there, then go to the conference championship and beat Bama. I think they. I think they could. I mean, they control their own destiny still. I think it's a pretty good chance they can still do it. Yeah, this is the best time to have a slip up. If you're gonna slip up, you want to do it early in the season. We've seen teams come back from this. We saw. Um, We've seen teams lose to a lesser opponent and they still make it into the playoffs. But we've also seen teams that have, lo- that, have, that have lost to a lesser opponent and have not made it into the playoffs. And I factor that into being it's all about timing. It's all about when you lose that game. Like uh, we've seen uh, year in and year out these teams that are ranked pretty high, like uh, my Buckeyes being one of them. They've been ranked high in the playoff conversation, and they lose to somebody they shouldn't have lost to, but it's late in the season. So they're like, eh, we, this team's that's, that's fighting y'all now, that's, that's trying to uh, – that's working their way up in the polls. And, I mean, it's hard to – it's hard to – I guess the the committee has shown that it's more of a what have you done for me lately type thing. They don't think about what you did earlier in the year. Like it's it's starting to become more of a week by week type thing. And I think that with Georgia losing early in the season, if Georgia beats uh they beat all those ranked opponents that you named, well they won't even be mentioned in Georgia's loss. No. Especially if they beat Bam in the SEC championship, it's a lock. Like they'll be in. I thought that they still had to play LSU. I thought that that was going to help bold in their case. But now that they don't even have to see LSU, it's like basically LSU and Bama got to fight it out. As long as Georgia wins out, LSU and Bama got to fight it out to see who gets Georgia in the SEC championship and who goes to the college football playoff because I very well feel like it's going to come down to that particular match. Now, Granted, we could have a situation to where I don't know. This is this is a risky year. This is a tricky year because a lot of times it'll be a three way thing going on with that. It'll be one team beat that. Like uh, let's say if LSU and Georgia did play, 
they can say, oh, LSU lost to Georgia, but LSU beat Bama, and, like, it could be some nasty three-way tie like that. But seeing as Georgia doesn't have to play LSU, it's pretty much the, the table set now. You run, you win the rest of your games, you'll get into the college football playoffs. So and I think that their chances are great. November 2nd, Florida and Georgia fighting it out to see who going to be the team that's going to probably go to the conference championship on the other side and have a chance to get into the playoff on the other side for SEC. Yeah, winner, I, I think that that's going to be tough. Yeah, they both 5-1 and one right now. So when they meet, they should both be 6-1. and one. One more week in between. And then the winner of that game still got a chance. The loser ain't got a shot no more. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, I I think that with that Georgia team, I still think that Georgia is one of the best teams in the nation. I think that Georgia had an off week. You saw some passes from Jake Fromm that didn't look like Jake Fromm. He was due for a bad game because he hadn't had one. I don't think he had had one his entire college football career. And now we saw it. And granted, there was some – uh, interceptions that he threw that were his fault, but there were one, at least one, maybe even two, but at least one that definitely wasn't his fault. Uh, the one in OT, it hit Boy in the hands and he dropped it and the dude intercepted it off of the tip. So, uh, excuse me, this isn't a Georgia team that showed us that they're not as good as we expected them to be. This is just a Georgia team that showed us that they're, uh, they can have an off week, that they're capable of having an off week. And I think that for that reason, they'll shake back and they'll get to exactly where we need them to be. I think that <clears throat> last week they didn't run the ball like they normally do. They've got that stable of backs, and you turn and had Fromm throwing the ball like 40-something times. Like he threw – he had his – I want to say that was the most passes that he's thrown in his whole uh, college football career. That's – early. He threw that stupid yeah. pick. Yeah, and I, I, I think that even with that, that's when you, you still got to ride with what, what got you there. You still got to get give it to your running backs because you never know. One key play here can turn into an 80, 40, 60, however long uh, amount of yards, touchdown run, and now you right back. Like, I don't think that you forced that into Jake Fromm because I don't think that that's the type of quarterback he is. And him being your quarterback, you got to know that. You got to know that you don't you don't put that much pressure on a guy like that. 40 passes, especially when he hasn't done it. I mean, I guess it's cool because you were still in this situation where you could have won that game in so many instances. That was a crazy game. But that game to me just showed that y'all were not supposed to win this Kick game. Missed field goal, all of that. Like, it, it was a lot that went on. But I think Georgia's still one of the best team in the, teams in the nation. I think they still get into the playoffs, definitely. Yeah, I do too. All right, so before we get off college, man, let's touch on California passing this Fair fair Pay to Play Act. I think that this is colossal. Oh, like, is. It, it's colossal. For those who don't know, this is what happens. It's 2020, right? 2023. 2023. The year of 2023, any player, any college player, in the state of California, can now be paid for his likeness and uh, what else is it? Uh, I um, think you could just and you could do like um, basically endorsements, Any like endorsements. Yeah, basically like endorsements. Like if they put your billboard up or put your pit, uh, picture up and make some money off of selling something, they got your face on it or your name on it. You get a portion of that now. Now you'll start to get paid. California is the only state to do that. 
What do you think that this means for college sports moving forward? It means that other states going either have to follow suit or watch all the good players go to California. I think that this is it's it's huge for for college sports. It's even more huge for the state of California, seeing as it's been quite some time since we've seen a California team actually uh, be in a situation where they're actually one of the best teams in the nation or that they're getting really big recruits. Like, they've lost out on some guys. Like, you got guys that go to, like, uh, Sierra Canyon and all of that stuff, and they're they'll, they're leaving. Like, they're leaving the state of California to go play elsewhere. Like, guys like Marvin Bagley and stuff like that, even football recruits. Like, we've seen USC – be one of the best teams in the nation like for multiple years and now you don't see it as often because they're not getting the same amount of recruits but with them passing this now this pushes the narrative forward now it's like the balls in everybody else's court um i personally i expect to see a state like florida be the next state to take that i think i actually think that it's going to be a smaller state but as far as the bigger states, I think that Florida will be the first one to jump on board with this just for the simple fact that we see that their, their level of sports is going downhill too. They're losing out on recruits in football. They're losing out on recruits in basketball. It, there, there has been, it's been a, a long time since we've seen Florida State, Florida, or Miami really be a powerhouse like they used to be, especially in football. But in basketball – they have their moments, but we just have not seen them get over that hump. And I think that this will be a, a better way of keeping your guys in Florida. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them do it, but I'm just excited to see this evolve. I think that with, uh, I think that with California uh, passing this and having it go into effect in 2023, I will say by. 2025 we'll have at least five more states that have done this hopefully more but i think that we'll have about five more states that get on board with this they may not all be big states but who knows i think that it'll be at least five and i'm hoping that that is the case i'm actually hoping it's more but i think that this is huge man i'm I'm excited that they're doing this we might put some pressure on the ncaa to just go ahead and do something i i I I would like to think that. I would like to hope that that would be the case, but I don't think so, man. NCAA has pretty much shown that they don't really give a damn about these players, and this is like pulling teeth trying to get this shit to pass. So I think that with as far as they're concerned, they're going to be like, shit, well, we're not losing out on so much money. All they're going to do is who uh, – where did they pass this at? They're passing in – okay, well, let, let's go ahead and make sure that we have all our commercials with these schools. We're going to make sure we have our NCAA commercials with Duke, Carolina, whoever else that's not in California because they have clearly shown they don't give a damn about these players in any sport. And it's a multi-million dollar, multi-billion dollar industry as far as sports is concerned. And they're not going to want to lose out on that money. I would like to think that they would get on board, but I don't think that they will, man. And I hate it. I just, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like it's a, uh, I don't know. It's a situation that that's sad because it's like, I think, okay, I personally think this. I think that before we start to see college players get paid, I think that we'll see the NBA go back to lowering the age limit again. Damn. 
That's covered, I think, ain't it? I believe so. They said that they're looking to do that. They're looking to make it back to 18. So players that can come straight out of high school now. But um, guys that don't need college right now. I agree. I agree. But yeah, man, I mean, I'm I'm just glad that that happened. But let's uh, let's speaking of NBA draft, let's talk NBA, man. It's one week away. I guess when this episode actually gets out to our fans, it'll be less than a week away. So, um. Let's just touch on some some quick things real quick before we get up out of here. If you had to pick today before the season starts, MVP, who is your – matter of fact, don't give me your MVP just yet. Give me your top three. Who will be the three players in the MVP race? Steph Curry. Uh, LeBron James. And James Harden. James Harden. Okay, mine, uh, my three: LeBron James, Steph, and Giannis. Um, I'm iffy about Bron, and I'm iffy. I was iffy about Harden, just for the simple fact that he got Russ down there with him now, and I don't know how that's going to pan out. Um, but uh, actually, scratch that. I'm not going to throw Giannis in there. I'm going to throw. Well, nah, nah. I'm going to throw Giannis in there. Uh, I was thinking more of Kawhi, but I think that Paul George is going to. Uh, hurt his stock a little bit too. That's why I said I was iffy about LeBron just for the simple fact that he's going to have Anthony Davis down there waiting. But, I mean, it's LeBron. Like, I don't think it really matters who's on the team with him. He's still going to be the dominant guy. And I think that everybody's saying that LeBron may be taking a step back or he may be declining a little bit or LeBron's not going to get another ring. I think this is the year that he shows everybody, like, I'm still the best player in the league. This is what I do. And I I wholeheartedly believe that it's going to be a very, very, very competitive race. It's going to come down to the wire. I think that it's going to be between LeBron James and Steph Curry for the MVP. And I think LeBron will bring home another MVP this year. My heart's saying Steph, but my mind is saying LeBron. Everything else is saying LeBron. I want to go with Steph, but I'm thinking LeBron going to take it home this year. I'm not going to ask you because I know exactly who you who you're going to say. <laughs> is it? Does he get another one this year? Does Steph get him another MVP? I think he reminds everybody who he is this year because people really forgot. Oh, I can't. I, agree. I cannot wait. This will be a fun <laughs> season. Bro, what what was it? Was it 40 that he went for? It was 40, right? What, in the preseason? Yeah. yeah. They went for 40 in 25 minutes. Like, that's not an easy thing to do. And he ain't even been in the I gym all summer. I don't care whether it's preseason or any of that. If it's an NBA game and you go for 40 points in 25 minutes, you want some shit. And it would be it would be one thing if it was somebody that was just hot, like, oh, uh, Lou Will went for forty, or somebody, or Devin Booker, <laughs> or somebody like that. But this is a guy that we know is capable of playing at this level for the entire season. So, I think that this is basically a sign of things to come. I also believe that Steph is going to show everybody who he is because. Outside of the real basketball minds, a lot of people have forgotten who Steph Curry is. And <laughs> he goes, he's definitely going to show everybody this year. Like, 
it was nice having KD here with us. It was very nice. It was beautiful. But I but that helped y'all lose sight of what I'm really capable of doing and the type of the caliber of player that I am. Steph Curry is a generational talent that we're not going to see for a long time. And he's definitely going to show everybody that this year. Granted, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that the injury bug does not hit him like it has been hitting people in Golden State. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, bro. We all think it, but why you got to say it? You have to just bring that into the atmosphere, man. <laughs> um, I hope that it don't happen though. I hope that we see Steph become Steph once again. I don't think Steph ever stopped being Steph. No, he personally. just took a step back. We've seen, yeah, we've seen him do what's best for the team. And this year he's going to do that. And what's best for the team is him getting back to that MVP level of he play. Just, and I think that's he ain't happen. got no even though he ain't have to answer to KD, it's just like when you got another good player on your team, well not good, another great player on your team. You don't you don't shoot some shots that you would shoot if you didn't have that guy on the squad. That's a like, fact. That's a fact, a and that's not even a knock. Guys, like you would, you would let that side get your rocks you off. You get your rocks you off. Let that side step bad shot goes here and there. But when you got KD right. on the squad, you can't do that. I mean, you, I mean, when you playing with another superstar like that, you can't do that. You know what I'm saying it's nothing wrong. I feel like that's what being. That's, a superstar athlete is all about. You know when to yeah. defer. You have another guy on your team. I mean, it's the second best player in the world. Like, it's not like you just out here playing with some guys. Like, this is a guy, the second best player in the world. We saw on the stage, the biggest stage, all three years. Like, we saw what uh, what KD did. We saw what who he was. Like, that's just, he's just him. We even saw last year, like, when he only played that one game, we saw how decidedly that game was going to be. Like, that game was getting out of hand in a hurry. But I don't – like, I think a lot of people were expecting Steph to be, oh, I'm still going to get up such and such amount of shots. Like, he was still getting his shots, but like you said, he wasn't taking as many uh, Steph Curry-type shots. Like, he wasn't taking bad shots. He knows what's best for the team, and – to me, that's that's what being a player is all about. Being a great player is all about. You have to know when to take a step back. We've seen great players do it. We saw uh, we D-Wade. saw uh, Kobe do it. We saw um, D Wade do it. We seen Scottie Pippen do it. Yeah, we've seen greats do that, and that to me is what you sacrifice when you when you know the bigger goal. The bigger goal is being a champion, not just being a superstar or MVP. And this year, I feel like we're going to see Steph get back to that MVP level. I'm excited. That we ain't seen in four years. <laughs> All right, Dark Horse. Dark Horse MVP. Dark Horse. Who I want to go with. Give me your Dark Horse first because I, I, I got a couple of them in my mind. I don't know who I want to go with. My Dark Horse MVP is Kyrie just off the strength that he's going to be down there in Brooklyn. He's damn near back home being from Jersey. Um, He's going to have some guys on his team that are good. Like, they're not great, but he's got a guy in DeAndre Jordan. That'll help him out a little bit. He's got some some guys down there that showed last year that they're capable of being a good ball club. And I think that he takes it upon himself this year to make sure that they don't take a step back. They made the playoffs last year with D'Angelo Russell. So (laughs) I feel like he comes in thinking like, 
if I, if we don't make the playoffs, this is, this season is a disappointment. No matter what happens, like even though KD's not playing all year, it's still on me. And I think this is a year where we see him do that. So he's definitely my dark horse MVP. I'm going darker. Who oh, who you going? Trey Young. What? Trey Young. I I can see Trey oh, Young averaging thirty man. this year, bro. Uh, I promise. What? I can see. Trey I was Young gonna go thirty. The other one. I was gonna go Porzingis. Nah. The other one I was gonna go was mm. Ben Simmons. That that's that's a likely Trey Young. I likely, like Ben bro. Simmons. I'm you. I don't Trae know. Trey Young about to get bro. to it this year. Watch. I and he got he got know. two two new ballers too. I I like Porzingis or uh Porzingis, Ben Simmons or Luca. I don't think Luca's necessarily a dark horse though. I don't necessarily think Ben Simmons is either, but young, I guess bro. technically, yeah, but. I like Ben Simmons more than I like Trey Young as far as MVP is concerned. Ain't none of them winning it because we already said who, exactly. we already know who winning MVP. We just talked about it. That's a fact. All right, rookie of the year, who you got? You know who I got. I mentioned this on on all my social media platforms. Ja Morant. I think I changed Hand him an award bro. now. Ooh, see, I was on the same shit. You watch, you watch them Zion games, huh? Because that's exactly what did it for nah, me. Nah, I wouldn't even think about Zion either. Man, look. I had John Morant penciled, and I'm like, he's damn sure going to win. Michael Porter. Then I start watching these Zion. Yeah, I was thinking him, too. I thought about him, too, just off the strength that he's uh he, he could have a Ben Simmons type thing, but I don't if think so. I don't think he'll be the best player on the team. The Joker... The Joker's going to take away a lot of his shine, so I don't think that he's going to be quite uh, in that conversation like with the other guys. I think the other guys are going to be the focal point of their team, so they'll get more attention than he will. Not to say he won't have a great year because I think he will, but I think when you look at rookie of the year, like um, guys like Donovan Mitchell and uh, Ben Simmons, like those guys were – the focal point of that team of their ball club, so that's what made them look the way that they looked. Um, Jason Tatum uh, took on a nice little role too, but I just think that it, it's like Jason Tatum was a victim of that. I felt like he was not head and shoulders the best player on his team. Felt like he showed that he could be, but night in night out, he was not the best player on the court. And I, I think that's what we'll see a lot of with. Um, well, Michael Porter Jr. Because I also expect to see uh, Jamal Murray take a step this year too. Uh, Gary Harris as well. There are a lot of guys that'll be getting shots, and that'll be doing a lot of things that feel like will take away from him as opposed to those other Early guys. But season. that's not a bad choice. He's gonna show that he one of the best players on that team already. I hope you know I've been high on Porter man. I'm happy yeah. to see him healthy, and he's been looking good too. So. I, I think I think by midseason, before All Star break, he's gonna be starting and getting plenty mm. of shots on that squad. Man, that's not outlandish. They don't really have who's their small forward. I, I, and I think he could. I think he might play some four too. I mean, I don't know what he measured. He probably measured at least six nine. I think he's six ten, but I don't know. Well, I don't know what he measured with the official measure. I think he but, can play yeah, some he can four. Play some four too, and ain't no fours checking him. Except for Draymond. 
I was about to say Draymond is strapping it, not strapping it, but he can get some. Yeah, he gonna give him some. Cause fits. we about to shock the world this year. Oh my gosh! Here we go. Okay, so since y'all about to shock the world, who's your NBA champions? Matter of fact, who's your what's your uh what's your 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 NBA matchup in the finals? In the finals, ooh. this is uh, don't say no dumb shit. Talking about we about to shock the world. What you mean dumb shit? Don't say no dumb shit. What dog. you mean? Don't be on no, bro. Don't be on no bullshit. You better not. You better fucking not. Y'all done had all of these fucking years of being there. Let's be logical now. Don't get outlandish and be like, shit, the Warriors going back again. We done been these last, bro. We know y'all done been these last four years. Let's and not, let's not do, do that, bro. <laughs> but, bro. You better not, though. As long as we got the Splash Brothers, bro, I'm rocking with my guys, bro. Oh, my what is you talking gosh. about? Oh, what my you gosh. How is that? Bro. How is that outlandish? I just want to know. We still got a two-time MVP. We don't even know when the fuck Clay's going to come back. It ain't just about, I ain't mentioned Clay yet. Well, I mean, I said so Splash you think... Brothers, but I mean. I don't know. I ain't. I ain't necessarily. Yeah. I ain't say I was picking the Warriors, but I'm over here thinking. You sounding like, like oh, it. No, you sounding like I, it. I'm, I'm, I'm debating it. I'm like, how can I not, bro? Like, we still got Steph. Oh my god! I, I just. I don't know. Like, if if the Lakers had Kobe, would you be feeling like they could win a championship? Was it? Ever- of course, it- it's the Mamba. Okay, exactly. I've seen him take terrible teams Man. there. I ain't seen Steph do that well, yet. Ain't no terrible team. It's built the same way as it was before KD got there. Uh, yeah. yeah. And the NBA is basically built the same way it was when that mob was together. I don't understand why it's outlandish to go with the Warriors. I don't. I just don't. Understand I don't think it. it's. I don't think it's outlandish to have them in a discussion, but I think it's outlandish that to pencil them in or to say that you got them in the finals because I don't think that even at full strength they can beat the Lakers and at full strength they can't beat the Clippers. The Clippers either. roster and I think, is boo-boo for and, I think that, and I think that they'll struggle with the Nuggets no, as well. Hell no. Oh, yes. I don't know. If I had to pick anybody, it would be the Lakers over the Warriors just because of the size of AD. That would be the only like I'm not seeing the Clippers beating the Warriors in the seven game series, bro. What like what are y'all gonna do with Kawhi and PG? Like we don't have to do nothing with them. What do you mean, bro? These are two perimeter defenders. Like that. That's like damn near a kryptonite for Golden State, especially no. with the way they are now. Like if y'all still KD had one of uh, KD. No, he's too. Quick I don't. For both I mean, <laughs> they he can't. They can't. They can't. No, they can't. That's what I'm saying. So you throw both of them at Clay, and, and, exactly, and you let Patrick Beverly beat up on Steph a and little bit. Steph, fouls. you just gotta come in. You just gotta come in with the thought, with the uh thought process that Steph going. He's going to average a solid 28 points per game in the series, but you can't let nobody else do it. I'm not worried about D'Angelo Russell. One of them guys is strapping D'Angelo Russell, and the other one is making Clay's night difficult. They're not strapping him, but they're making his night difficult. So I don't, I don't, 
I can't see them. I mean, if they were to beat the Clippers in the series, I wouldn't be surprised. Look at their roster today, man. I'm I'm living with all of that. (laughs) I'm living with all of that. Like for real. I mean, yeah, that's how I feel, too. I've always thought that way about the Clippers. I thought that, obviously, when they signed Kawhi and Paul George, I'm like, damn, that's a hell of a yeah, duo. But, but outside yeah. of that, I don't see their roster being that 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 great. I, one more like, year. a lot of people penciled them. Yeah, a lot of people penciled them in as to being the favorite to come out the West, and I don't even have them as a, the number one team, and I think that it's going to be a struggle for them to be number two. I think the Warriors have a chance at being that number two team. But I also think the Nuggets have a chance of being that number two team. We saw last year that what were they three in the conference last year? Yeah, yeah. Three. They finished three last year, and that's with Golden State being who Golden State was. So this year, I think that they've got a chance to be number two. I don't necessarily want to pencil them in, but I think that it's a three-way race between the Clippers, the Nuggets, and the Warriors. With the Nuggets and the Warriors being a little bit ahead of. Uh, the Clippers. So, so for the sake of people not telling me I'm biased, I'll go with the Lakers because <laughs> <laughs> I really don't think it's outlandish at all to go with the Warriors. But y'all can say, Nah. The more I think about it, it's not outlandish. It's not. It's really so not. I'll I'll go to the Lakers and uh, coming out the East, I'm gonna go with. Damn, that's a wild card. It is. It's it's a big one because it took me a while to think about it too. I'm still I'm gonna on the go fence. with Philly. I'm gonna go with Philly. I like I it. I mean, I, I don't really know who else to go with. Maybe I don't know. Shit, I don't. Know. I want it. I I mine came down to Philly too. I'm gonna go with Milwaukee. Um, reason being is because Milwaukee basically showed that they could be just damn near everybody in the conference last year. Um, outside of the Raptors, and the Raptors don't have Kawhi. I feel like that was the nah, one thing Philly that really beat, separated. Milwaukee I don't think I so. Think. I don't think so. I don't think they had they shot the ball well enough to beat uh Milwaukee. That length that Milwaukee had was something crazy. And I think that that'll be. Games. And not to mention that, yeah, but I mean, they ran into a monster. We saw uh, a lot of guys on that uh, Raptors team start playing the way that they needed to. Pascal Siakam turned in who he needed to be. You know, uh, we obviously saw Kawhi be who he needed to be. We saw uh, Fred Van Vliet show up. Cal Lowry had his moments. You know where Giannis um, was. Serge Ibaka had his games. Where? You heard it here first. <laughs> where? Golden State. Oh, my fucking you, Hey, you heard it here first. Remember that. I'm not buying that at all. If y'all get y'all's hands on Giannis, y'all right back in the mix. But I don't think that uh, as far as mix, I mean, like being the favorite. But um, I don't think that's going to happen. I think that he he loves Milwaukee. I think he I don't think he'll I don't think he leaves there. But I think that uh, I don't think I don't think Philly has what they need this year to make it. Um, I looked at it. I analyzed their roster a little bit. Um, losing Jimmy B hurt them a little bit, but more than anything, losing JJ Reddick hurt a lot because he was literally their only shooter last ben year. Simmons got and, the ratchet now. Oh <laughs> my gosh! Now that's the most outlandish <laughs> thing I've heard this entire. It's like, nah, he might shoot like thirty percent from. Nah, I, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna shoot better than people think that if he, he shoot thirty because I don't think that he was a bad shooter. I don't think it was a bad shoot. I think it was a confidence thing with him. And I think that 
now he's going to be a guy that's going to take him. He might not make him as much, but he's going to take him enough to where you're going to have to respect him. Yeah. And I think that that – All he got to do is show that he can be streaky, have a couple nights where he hit four. Then they... But Philly, Philly to me, they their problem isn't on the court. Well, I mean, it is, but it's not – uh, player, it's not player or oriented. Their their problem to me is that they don't have an identity. They don't know who they want to be. They don't know whether they want to play against play through Ben Simmons or play through Joel and B. Go- now that they gave Ben Simmons that money, they have to. I feel like they almost have to start building their uh, schemes and plays around Ben Simmons. Yeah, they got to, and I think that's going to be beneficial for both parties as long as he ends up. Being a, I think if he can get a jumper into the low thirties in the three from three, that's respectable enough to where he's tall enough to where you got to respect that thirty percent from three at the point guard spot at six ten. You got to now you can't go under the picks all the time because you a streaky shooter. You you can get it going. The next thing you know, you can hit four or five of them. And I still think people are gonna play him that way. I mean, in the playoffs, yeah, but. Like I said, and that's when I think it's gonna come back to hurt him. When the like, I think Ben Simmons has a good off, a good uh, regular. He just got to keep working on his shooting, but I think he's gonna be fine. Because really, I think it was a confidence issue. He never had no problem shooting the ball before this level. Like he didn't shoot a lot of jumpers at LSU, but he wasn't shy. Like he'd shoot the ball. I don't know where that came from. Like he must have had a bad game, and somebody was out there talking shit to him, like. Bro, you had to get in his bro. head. You can't fucking shoot at Somebody all. Like Rick. <laughs> oh, he with us, cuz. Yeah, so that's sound that's sound about right too. But yeah, man, I guess to wrap things up, I'm gonna go Lakers and uh Milwaukee as far as my finals uh matchup is concerned. If that is my finals matchup, I'm liking the Lakers a hell of you a lot. You got Giannis getting I like the first one. Hell nah. I got him getting his first Eastern Conference championship. That's about Whoa. it. But if he go to the finals against the Lakers, the Lakers is winning four one. I got Philly over the Lakers. Ugh. I got like, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Nah, I'm going with if I'm if I'm gonna pick the Lakers to come out the West, I got Brown and A D winning it all. Um it would be interesting to have the Lakers versus the Nets, but unfortunately, we got to wait for that. Yeah, I, I think uh, we've seen. Well, we might not see it at the, all. That's that's yeah, that's true. Uh, if if KD comes back to who he is, we'll see. It. Uh, I ain't um, going back like, to back. I don't know about all that now. Nigga, yeah, yeah. it's happening. I don't know, man. It's happening because I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen, man. Something crazy gonna happen, and we're not gonna win it this year. We might go, but we're not gonna win it this year. Then we're gonna come back next. You know what's gonna be crazy? What? Get beat by the Warriors. (laughs) Here we go, dog. You just called it. I'm just telling you, that's something that would be real crazy. Yeah, the Warriors shocking the world. Yeah, I agree. Ad. Not happening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we gonna see, man. That's that's Draymond's Draymond right there. Here. A guy like a guy like AD. Okay, now we really outlandish. Watch, bro. He better go all right, all buy right, him 16, a jump shot. 16. That's that's 16. I can I can respect 16. sixteen. I can respect that. 
16, 10, and 7. 16, 10, and 6. Okay, so he's going to average a triple-double now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. It's getting late, guys. As y'all can see, Sam's getting a little tired. Nah, he's talking just real playing, crazy. For real, for real, though, I really think that people sleeping on the Warriors way too hard. Y'all need to stop tripping. That's all I want to say. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can see that. I don't think the Warriors going to have a down year at all by no means. I think that the Warriors are still, you know, they're going to make some moves. Oh, before we before we go – I don't know how true this is, but I've been seeing it on a lot of the rumor mills. They said that the Warriors have been in trade talks with the Pistons for Blake for Andre Drummond, giving up um, D'Angelo Russell for Andre Drummond. I don't like it. I do. I don't like it. I do. Bring that, bring that big hog Molly in. <laughs> he, he, he averaged like 16 boards a game. Brick, I think that would be beautiful if I think that would be beautiful if you had Clay to start the season. But I don't think you put that much pressure on a Steph Curry, not knowing when Clay is going to come back and how healthy he is. He's ready. Ain't no pressure. What you talking about? Oh Unanimous. my gosh! <laughs> Unanimous. Anyway, if y'all do that. And make that trade and bring out Andre Drummond. Y'all drop to third or fourth in a conference in my eyes. Period. But, yeah, I, I think that y'all going to be straight this year. But, yeah, man, that pretty much does it for our episode, man. I want to make sure we gave y'all a nice and lengthy episode since it's been a little while. But we're going to make sure that we're more regular, man. Is there anything you want to say to the folks before we got up out of here? Uh, nah, I touched on it. Stop sleeping on the Warriors, man. Stop. <laughs> well, oh yeah, 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 uh, my yeah. son and my Rams got Jalen Ramsey, so we back. I wouldn't uh, <laughs> quite say back, but <laughs> this is definitely big for y'all. Uh, I made a statement today on Facebook. Um, I think that it definitely makes y'all better, but the fact that y'all uh, don't got Marcus Peters anymore, and who else was it that y'all lost? Oh, Talib is on uh, injured reserve. Uh, list for the rest of the season so I think that that hurts y'all if y'all were to have Jalen Ramsey with at least one of those guys then I would instantly say that y'all are back like y'all's obviously y'all's offense has been an issue offensive line and uh, lack of a running game but with the defense as good as having Jalen Ramsey and either Tlaib or Marcus Peters uh, if Marcus Peters got back to what he was had been uh, I think that y'all would have been a dangerous ball club, but I think that y'all got better. Y'all definitely got better, and I'm just – I don't know. We'll see, but my signing-off statement is my Cowboys will be back this week. We're going to bounce back. We're going to beat Philly. Um, y'all just make sure that all of that Cowboy nonsense that y'all talking right now, y'all got that same energy once we bounce back and we start whooping teams' heads. Once we get back healthy – and we start going crazy on niggas. I don't want to hear no, uh, them niggas, they accident waiting to happen. I don't care how good they playing. They're going, they're bound to fall off sometime. I don't want to hear. Well, you know that's the We're narrative. Going. Every, every year, every year. So we got to make sure that we, we combat that because we ain't been doing a good enough job of making people understand that that's not who we are because that that's clearly who we are or who we have been. You said but, it right. <laughs> that's what we are right now currently hell yeah win three drop three 
hell of an accident waiting to happen. But yeah, man, we're gonna be good. We're gonna get back healthy. We're gonna bounce back. But yeah, man, signing off. It's your boy Ish. Sam, man, appreciate y'all. We out.